My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO of 321 BizDev LLC, a bilingual English-Spanish consulting firm located in Sacramento County, California. 321 BizDev is not a marketing company. We help small business owners solve sales productivity and sales performance challenges. 321 supports attorneys, CPAs, plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, and real estate brokers. I can be reached at 726-999-0999. If you are a Spanish language small business owner and you want to talk about consulting challenges and, and business issues, you can reach my vice president, Jaylen Rodriguez, our bilingual business development specialist at 786-697-3400. Today's podcast episode features Valencia Burton, a California real estate broker, and Valencia and I will discuss the state of real estate. Uh, and Valencia and I will discuss the state of real estate and how realtors can get on track to be more competitive in their sales activities. Valencia Burton, California realtor, brings a very unique perspective and 20 years of industry experience which are worth announcing to both real estate buyers and sellers and real estate salespersons. Valencia and I began our professional relationship when she used this phrase that just hit me and went straight to my, my brain and my heart. She used the phrase, the human experience. This phrase has some great intersection or commonality with how my 321biz uh, system works with our business clients. So I want to introduce Valencia Burton to the 321 Biz Development and General Smabo podcast. Hello, Valencia. How are you doing? Hi, thank you. I'm doing great today. And I want to thank you for our second podcast episode because I know you have a lot to talk about and we both have a lot to talk about in our journey and helping real estate professionals and, and maybe even some brokers um, you know handle or tackle this problem with real estate professionals not making uh, enough or in some cases no money and we know that in, in business we can't give people business but at the same time there there must be a way where there, there has to be some way that we can share the business among our colleagues and at the same time uh, you know, ask agents to put some effort out to make sure that they have enough money to feed their families. So I want to thank you for, you know, coming into my, my professional life and sharing what you what you have learned over the last 20 years regarding real estate. So I want to turn it over to you so you can talk about some things that you want to talk about. Thank you, Rick. One of the things that I would like to go into is going into the greed component and how the infrastructure that I received a vision of how things could be and can go forward in real estate needs to happen. There's a term in real estate that states, you're only as good as your last deal. And this is a very prevalent statement that brokers and agents always talk about. The issue is that statement actually promotes lack because 
it creates an environment in business where a person feels like, I got to get another deal and I got to get another deal. And you're grinding and grinding and grinding it out. And then it creates this environment of hoarding, greedy, greedy. You don't want to share. And so that to me, up until this point, I really, I don't really like it. And I really think that that's not the way real estate could actually be. When I started out in real estate, because my attitude was with gratitude, most of my deals that I would receive, a lot of times I would look forward to someone to share in it with me. And I was called crazy most of the times because it was like, why would you take less money and share a deal with someone else? But what people don't realize is that there is a lot of, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into finding a client and then you still have to, the task of the transactional parts after you wind up having these clients in a pipeline. And you want to give the best customer service that you can give these clients. Sometimes when there's one person and you have multiple deals in a pipeline, what happens is you can get overworked, overworked, burnt out. I see this happen a lot in the industry. And the client, they'll start watching how you respond with them and how, how you relate to what it, their needs are. And if you're tired, they might not want to hear that. But if you have two people helping, sharing in that listing or with the buyer, well, now you have someone that can come in and they can take over and you can have your break. This is something that I've always noticed, but a lot of times it's not done. It's only done for the wealthier client. They'll have two listing agents or two, uh, two agents for the buyer when they're buying a $10 million house or $20 million house. And it's because those brokers know, well, we want to give them top service. Well, I think top service should go to the client that's buying a $500,000 house or the client that's buying a $200,000 house. We should not make any differences in clients. All clients should get pristine service. There's something about sharing that creates abundance for everybody. But many times if you have a what I consider a lack of consciousness, then you don't understand it. For instance, when I had a condo that I sold, the condo I could have listed myself, but I took that deal and gave it to someone else. Everybody thought I was crazy again. Why would you have someone else sell your condo? You can keep all of the money they told me. Why do I need to keep all the money? I'm doing well for myself. There's money to go around with others. And so what I did is I had someone else take care of the listing for me and I still made profit off of selling the condo anyway. That's the mentality that will breed abundance. That sharing mentality will keep deals afloat and those 70% or 80% of a lot of agents who aren't eating, they do have some work. They just need to know what it is and how to leverage it and that's where we can help them. Awesome. And I, and I, and I definitely understand what you're saying because, you know, for realtors, the, the few realtors that do have business, they do have clients, 
um, I would say the real estate industry is similar to the attorney industry and the plastic surgery industry. For instance, there's a saying in the legal industry that goes like this. Um, you don't need a you don't need an attorney until you need an attorney, because a lot of attorneys, once they finish their the, the legal transaction with that client, they may never see that client ever again, because most people don't have legal issues that repeat themselves over and over and over again. And that's similar to the real estate industry where you may help someone buy a house in 2021. That person may not need another house or may not have another transaction until tw in 2031. So, and that's a that's a pretty high year number, huh? 2031. That's that's amazing. <laughs> but yes, that yeah. is. <laughs> but it's but it, it goes it, it goes to what you're saying about, you know, the the greed component, which I don't think a lot of agents consciously want to call it greed, but they're saying, "Oh, I got to make this money. I got to make this money because here it is, it's in front of me." And if I don't make this money now, I may not make it again. And, when, and then when I do make it, I, I'm on the hunt for another real estate transaction. So that brings me to this next point about uh, real estate salespeople who get into the business, you know, from, from after they, they pass their license uh, exam and they have their license in front of them and it's hanging up on the wall. And my experience from working in corporate America and working with a lot of business professionals, I will say that every person deciding to work in sales, especially real estate, they need to understand that they're entering an industry where they're going to be required to do something different than maybe 90 to 95 percent of the public. Most people have nine to five jobs. And those nine to five jobs pay them every week, every two weeks or once a month. And when a person decides to get into real estate sales, it requires a different type of thinking. And I like to use the word indoctrination. And I know that word indoctrination sounds may sound kind of strange uh, to people, but anyone that's participating in something, whether it's professional sports or whether it's a uh, something that they really like. They have to be indoctrinated into it before they can really uh, see themselves being uh, successful. Now for real estate, the majority of people enter the real estate industry from the nine to five world without any sales uh, background or, or business development uh, training or experience. And I understand that because I've seen so many real estate agents here in California and across and across the country they stumble with this part because that training in my opinion and my experience I would say everyone needs this training but here's the deal that training costs $25,000 and it's an eight-day class and you know you will learn everything you need to know about being in business and, and selling but here's the other thing once you finish a class like that it still takes 1000 to 1600 hours to move through this thing called the learning curve. And so I know, and I think a lot of people listening to this podcast episode will say, you know, I, maybe, maybe they haven't ever been through this learning curve and that's why they're stuck. Now, hope, I hope no brokers take offense to this, but the brokers, some brokers have not had this training either. So in my opinion, I say, how can the agents 
learn what to do or know what to do when their brokers may not even know how to train them you know adequately so they they can make some money now and i also believe that brokers i mean my my vision of a broker I'm, i've never been a broker but i've been a sales manager and had account executives and i see the role of a broker as being the same thing as a sales manager those brokers should be helping their agents uh be successful that's why you bring them on the team so that the broker obviously can 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 make some money but that broker has some responsibility to help agents become successful and now what i've seen in offices cuz i've trained a few agents over the years and what i've seen is a lot of um real estate offices have these things called lunch and learns and these mm-hmm. lunch and learns help real estate agents with the part of real estate after the buyer or seller have signed those those uh buyer agreements and listing agreements so the help that agents are getting now is to take those transactions to a to a successful close of escrow but what about the most important part which is finding buyers and sellers and i just want to let you know listeners know that there are two parts to sales i don't care what your your product or service is there are two parts there's the effort part and there's the task part and the effort part deals with finding new clients and the task part uh kicks in when that person has said yet yeah, rick i have decided to pick you as my realtor so that task part begins when the person agrees to hire you as a realtor and i would say you know the majority of realtors they know what to do once they have a signed uh purchase agreement and a signed listing agreement um so what i want to you know just continue talking about is real estate agents needs needs to focus on that effort part because without that effort part you have no business um and most people have heard of this term called pipeline and yeah. this pipeline component is specifically about the effort component and uh contacting and prospecting are two functions of the effort component because the contacting and prospecting part fuel the sales pipeline without contacting and prospecting it is highly unlikely closes will come out of the pipeline because nothing entered the pipeline so the fast forward every business owner and i don't care what your business is there are three requirements that that must be met in order for the business owner or the sales person to be successful the first one is capacity the second one is capability and i'll and i'll talk about the third one in a minute but capacity simply means the agent has a real estate license they passed the pre-licensing they passed the background checks and they passed the exam and they have that digital uh you know real estate license or they have it they printed it out and they they put it on their board on their in their office so they have the capacity the second part is the capability and capability simply means you know how to perform the task you're you're skilled at it or you're getting better at it so you know how to do the job that's like a dentist knowing how to do a root canal that dentist has went to school for that they've been certified to do it they've probably spent hundreds of hours doing it 
So now they know how to perform that task. Now this last one, I was holding back on Valencia. This third yeah. one and last one is called willingness. Now this is the big one. Willingness is, the, is part of the effort component. Oh, I should say willingness is the effort component. And willingness is the hardest of the three. 95% of all salespeople, I don't care what your, your job is or your title is, account, um, attorney, CPA, dentist, plastic surgeon, insurance broker, real estate broker. In my opinion, what I've seen is many salespeople are unwilling to do the willingness part. The willingness component is the component that drives when you get paid and how much you get paid. And in my company, 321 BizDev LLC, I would say the majority of our training is focused on helping uh, small business owners, and that means real estate agents and brokers, overcome this willingness part. And that willingness part is actually very connected to that four little word, and it's called fear. And without the willingness part, uh, that it's, it's really tough to execute the willingness component. So I want to turn it back to you so you can talk about this next subject, which I know is near and dear to your heart, and it's called fear. Yes, absolutely. One thing I will mention is that fear is illogical. It's illogical in real estate and anything. It's just illogical. There are two acronyms that are a part of fear that are for fear. One is false evidence appearing real. The other is face everything and rise. And you can play a role in either one. There's a spiritual teacher called Sri Bhagavan, and he spoke about fear, stating that it was at the core of human existence. And that fear of survival was the mother of all emotions. As you grew in awareness of fear, you see that it is a mere projection. There is no truth in it. And what that's saying is that it's false evidence appearing real because you're the only one that could put truth in it. This other statement was that intellectual understanding because we always want to understand why the fear. So the intellectual understanding fails to help the phase of fear because it defies Fear defies all logic, and when an effort to understand it ceases, there is a total experience of it, which is freedom. Now, this is powerful because when you step into fear, then you can feel the freedom of being able to move forward in real estate. I will take a personal example of how that happened to me. When I was just had a fresh license, just put it up on the wall in my broker's office. I remember I didn't know anything, and but I wanted clients. Most agents want clients, but they really don't know anything about real estate and really how to talk to clients. It just so happened that a client walked in the office and I was in the office that day. And she came in and I said, hello, how can I help you? And she said, I'd like to see the broker. I said, sure, I'll, I'll go get him. 
And I went to his office, but he was meeting with a client already. So he said, who is it? I said, I think she's a client and she wants to, you, you to assist her. And he said, well, I'm in a meeting now. You know what? You can have her. And my eyes got big. I can have her. And not to say it like that, because it doesn't sound right when you say I can have her. But basically you're saying you go assist this client. So I went out and I asked her, I said, how can I help you? I'll be assisting you. And she said, I would like to, she's very direct, I would like to sell my house and buy a house because I'm retiring and I want to not, I don't want to, I don't want to do this any, anymore. This, this is the last time. So I'm going to sell my house and I'm going to buy a house. And I said, really? And you know, in my head, that's two transactions as a realtor. So I said, okay, but remember, I don't know anything. So she started asking these questions and because she was already a homeowner, she was more savvy in asking questions that I did not know, me being new. So I got a, I, I got my notebook and I wrote down all these questions. And after she finished her last question, I remember thinking, what am I going to do? If she knows that I don't know the answers to these questions, she's going to walk off. I stepped into that fear moment. And I remember I just embraced it. And I said, you know, these are very good questions. And I want to give you efficient answers. I really need to check to make sure that the regulations have not changed and certain things that you're asking me, it's correct. Instead of me just giving you an immediate answer, would it be okay? I will take all your information down. We can start this process and I can call you back once I have all the efficient answers. And she looked at me and she said, thank you. I like you. Yes. And from that point on, not only was she my client, but we had successful transactions. And I remember calling her. But before I called her, I went to my broker and I asked my broker, what other answers to questions you think she might come up with? that I can have for her. And he gave me his expertise and I was ready for her. Cause I had to, I stepped into that fear and I experienced that freedom and I became willing at that point. It was mm -hmm. a process. And so that successful transaction, not only was it great commissions, but it taught me that I could step into my fear and that freedom would validate the acronym, face everything and rise. This is very powerful for agents, especially new agents or agents who've been in the business for a while and their confidence has been beaten because they haven't had any deals and they have dust mm -hmm. on their license. And they're thinking, can I really do this? And my answer is yes. If I can do this, and I was shy, 
I was not someone who you would think, oh, she is just an extrovert. I was a shy child. I Most of my conversations that I used to have would be in my head because I would be kind of scared to talk to people. But through real estate, it really helped me grow. So this is something that I can see those 70 or 80% agents who think that they don't have a shot, you have more than a shot. Wow. I, I like that example uh, that you gave about uh, speaking with this person that came into office for, for many reasons. The first one, and I'll just give two, the first one is when she came into the office and you could, and you could tell that she was experienced, the best thing an agent can, can do instead of, I call it punting, like, oh, I don't know what to do, so I'm going to punt. I'm going to punt the ball. You came back and said, let me get back to you. That is, that is the most powerful way that you can you can resolve uh, uh, or begin the path of resolving uh, problems and and helping your 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 prospect or client always say if you don't know just 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 say I don't know but I'll get back to you and then get back to them in, in a timely manner <laughs> if you say yeah. tomorrow don't don't call them back in five days because that person's probably already found a, another um, another broker to work with or, or agent to work with the other thing that you mentioned Valencia you mentioned that you had that fear when talking with this person and you didn't expect to have to have to have this conversation. Well, see, that's OK. So there's two types of fears. There's that contacting and prospecting fear. And then it's the fear of working with a live person. And I'll tell you what, for a lot of agents who have not had a lot of transactions, your help your professional counsel to any agent you know that's listening to this podcast episode your professional counsel will help them because when you have a real live person in front of you wanting to sell a $200,000 house or a $2,000,000 house there is a there is a, a standard of professionalism and and question and answer that you have to you know rise up to like you said you have to rise up to because a lot of people, they're looking at that. And the reason why I'm saying this is because there was a study when I was writing my business plan some seven years ago. There was a study where psychologists asked consumers across the board, across all demographics, across different racial lines, economic lines, professional lines. And 72 percent of these people who were uh, surveyed said that they still enjoyed that face-to-face -face communication with the person that they're doing business with and i want to say that that example that you gave of meeting with that lady and not expecting to have to perform that that's that's why she liked you because you rose to the occasion you rose yeah. to the occasion valencia so my uh last thing i want to talk about is i just want to ask agents this question what if there were a way to isolate all these different things that agents need to do, isolate the one component that will jumpstart their business. And that part I'm talking about, I'm talking about that one thing, which is establishing some contacts and then moving forward with the prospects part. So that is the one thing that all agents can do. They can, uh, they can identify contacts 
I'm not saying that every agent, once they get a contact, they need to know every single thing about real estate. That's where a lot of real estate agents stumble, and that's how they put themselves in this, this fear box, I call it. Well, if I contact this client, or if I make this contact with this person, that person is going to want to know everything about real estate. Well, agents can control that by just making the contact. Now, suppose that one thing, like I said, making that contact, and here's an example, collecting as many business cards or contact information that the agent can get on a daily basis and, and giving that information to me, giving that information to Rick, the CEO of 321BizDev. Could you, and I'm, talk, I'm speaking to the listeners, could you as an agent with no business find five business cards per day and maybe 20 in a week or 20 out of a month of people who might want to buy or sell. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is because in order to have a pipeline, you have to have contacts. I would say that if you're if you are an agent in San Diego, Oakland, Sacramento, even Phoenix and Miami and, and Cincinnati, Ohio and Seattle, you are probably passing by hundreds of people per day. Some of those people want to buy or sell. We just don't know who they are. So our job as as salespeople and specifically real estate salespeople is to is, is to make contact with people. Now, I know that's a scary thing, but real estate agents, if they see business cards in their area, like at a at a coffee shop or at some place where there's business cards or if agents see a business truck like a plumber or a electrician with their name on that truck. Take a picture of the truck. Don't take the picture of the person, by the way, <laughs> but take the picture of the truck and send that information to Rick. And I will call that person on your behalf and we will see if we can help you uh, develop some business. So what I want to say as I end is what would it mean to you to go from zero real estate activity to maybe reaching out to 20, 25 people per month? Do we believe that maybe one of those people may want to buy or sell? And I will tell you, you won't know until you do it. So my goal in this podcast episode is to encourage realtors to start some type of activity, some type of contacting activity. And if you can't do it all, let Rick and Valencia do the hardest part for you because we will take the arrows for you and contacting these people. And we just, I just want to close by saying agents have to take, have to put some effort out in this real estate uh, sales activity. You got to put the effort out. So um, Valencia, do you have any closing comments? Yes. Um, I would basically just say that what you just said, as far as putting in some effort and being proactive, agents being proactive into their careers it doesn't have to be every single step by yourself because now you have someone here that can help support you and this is what we need to do is create this type of environment in the real estate industry instead mm -hmm. of having that environment where you're only as good as your last deal let's create a new statement 
Let's create a whole new industry, a new infrastructure where we can work in this together. It's considered cooperative economics. It has and it can be done. It's just it. we need to all look towards making this happen together. And we can work together and do this. So I'm looking forward to those agents out there that's ready to move forward. Absolutely. So what you're basically saying that not like not every agent can can be the master of all these different tasks and 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 requirements in order to be successful. So let's let's spread the work throughout the team. Let's let the people who are good at some things be good at those things. And let's let other people who are good at the things that they're good at be good at those things and then then share that power share that type of uh, that 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 resource so that we can all make it to the finish line with our families fed and with with some money in the bank uh yes. especially with our, everything that's going on now so valencia would you like to give uh the contact information about people can contact you yes the very best way i would say is to email me the email address is buddha realty at gmail.com that's spelled B-U-D-D-H-A-R-E-A-L-T-Y at gmail.com. And another way to contact Valencia is you can contact me. My telephone number again is 726-999-0999. Valencia Burton, a real estate broker in California. I want to thank you for your time today. And uh, for listeners listening to this podcast episode we want you to breathe we want you to kind of exhale and say i think i can perhaps make it with valencia's and rick's help so thank you valencia and have a great day thank you too rick